Welcome to The Money Show, guys. Today with us, we have Brian Scuderi. He helps college students to develop and have applicable skills for the 21st century with his elite student marketing agency. So welcome to the show today, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Thanks, thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Listen, let's jump right in into, into this piece. You know, I just told the audience a little bit about what you do, but could you tell a little bit more in detail about what, what the marketing agency is all about. Yeah, so my company works in partnership with Cutco Cutlery. Uh, it's an American-made product. And essentially what my job is to do is to recruit, train, and develop uh, salespeople. I work mainly with a college student age, so anyone from 17 to 25. Uh, I typically enjoy working with young people uh, because they are probably the most coachable, typically the most motivated. Uh, and uh, are, are the easiest to work with, in my opinion, in terms of taking somebody who has no skills and developing them into a true professional. Because typically when I work with a young person, this is their, when they work with me, this is typically their number one or first, thus the most important professional experience of their career. So the average student will work for me for maybe like a summer vacation or maybe a winter break vacation. Uh, some really find that they enjoy the work and it's a direct sales position. So they enjoy, you know, meeting with clients, getting orders, uh, earning commissions, getting paid on what they're worth, not just, you know, what a dollar amount per hour that they were given by somebody else is. And they'll continue working with me. I, I've had students with me now for three years, um, you know, working consistently. I've promoted numerous students to run their own office. So, uh, you know, my job is essentially to develop them, like as my profile says, with real, real world ap applicable skills. Uh, you know, I teach mainly sales training, uh, presentation skills, time management skills, how to work with clients, how to, uh, you know, continue customer relations, things like that. Stuff that, you know, their skills, their soft skills that they can translate into any field of study. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I love what you do, man. By the way, I just, you know, look, look at the elite, uh, elite, you know, marketing agency and guys, uh, you're going to find the links down below that you can go and check it out yourself. So just very interesting, you know, space and very interesting, uh, you know, business. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to look at it uh, a little bit more in detail too. So, but you know, you mentioned coming, you're coming from the sales background, right? You know, you know, so can you just yeah. tell how it all started for me or not? I mean, where, where the sales background is coming from for you? Yeah. So originally I was going to college for mathematics education. I wanted to be a high school calculus teacher. And just because when I was like 15, they were like, you're good at math. And I was like, Thanks. Yeah, maybe I'll be a math teacher. And uh, I, I went to college for two years and I absolutely hated it. I just, it wasn't really for me, but it was just the only route that I had known of. And then on my summer break in between my sophomore year and my junior year of college, uh, I got an interview with uh, Vector Marketing, which is the company that I work in partnership with. And they ended up hiring me and it was a sales position. I had never done anything like this before. My only previous jobs before working in sales were, you know, being a grocery clerk at, at a local grocery store and folding t-shirts at Models and a camp counselor. So I'd never done anything like businessy or professional. And I ended up getting the position and I came in and, and I guess I just had a natural affinity for it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved meeting clients and uh, I always had a really strong work ethic. 
So when I understood that I could get paid based on how hard I worked, that was when it all changed for me. Because when I worked at ShopRite, they were paying me $8 an hour, $9 an hour, I forget the exact amount. And whether I sat in the back and did nothing, or whether I worked my, my tail off, it could be two totally different hours, I wasn't gonna make any more money. So there was no incentive to bring my best. Yeah. Where, you know, working in sales, I, I there was an incentive for me to be the best version of myself on a continuous day-to-day -day basis. So it encouraged growth, encouraged, you know, growing skill set, encouraged, you know, helping other people. And uh, most importantly, I worked with the products, uh, we sell Cutco cutlery. And I love Cutco. And this is gonna sound kind of corny because it's like kitchen stuff. Uh, it's like knives, flatware, cookware. But the reason why I love it so much is because it, it truly is an amazing product, like it works. So I never had to sacrifice my integrity on, mm. you know, like when I tell people it's the best, like I know it's the best. It, it's been around since because 1949. Because you believe in the product, right? Exactly. You know, it's something that I, you know, I've, I've hundreds of customers. My current organization has produced over 5,000 customers uh, in wow. just this past, in, in 2018 alone. And uh, I've never gotten a complaint, not one time. So, you know, if, I, if I've been working, you know, with Cutco now for seven and a half years and, and I've never heard anyone say like, it's crap or it doesn't do what you say it did, then that's how I know it's a great product. And I, I have full conviction in my ability to sell it. So that's where I got started. Uh, what was just in sales. I was a sales representative. I, you know, I personally sold uh, over a hundred thousand dollars worth of Cutco products myself uh, before I had an opportunity to, to start my own location where I could go out, you know, recruit, train and develop uh, other college students and kind of recreate the same success path that I've had. Yeah. So I've been doing that now for three years. Wow, love that man. That's a that's a great story, you know. Like coming from from the background where you used to fold the shirts, being you know a top salesman, right? Like like you, you sound like you're you know a, a great at what you do, right? And you mentioned growing the skill sets. You know, there's probably a lot of people watching right now, you know, and, and thinking like, okay, you know, Brian is in this position, you know, like good for him, right? Like, what what's that to do with me, right? So, can you just tell people the importance of growing? your own skill sets, you know, and the important of uh, in investing in themselves. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So the, the, the idea of Jim Rohn says it best, you know, working harder on yourself than you do on your job, right? So, you know, if I'm, if I'm closing, let's say one out of every 10 uh, deals, right? I'm sitting down with 10 customers. I'm only getting one of them to actually buy something, you know, the first thought as the human being is like, all right, well, if I do another 10, I'll just get one. Right? Let me just do another 10 minute. Let me work harder. Right? Let me put in more hours where, and that's you. valuable. Yeah. That, and, and that's a valuable skill set. and you're naturally going to get better. I, and this is what I tell my sales reps all the time. If you're closing one out of 10 right now, if you just work harder, you'll eventually get to the point where you're closing two out of 10, maybe three out of 10. Right. But if you, do about, if you work maybe not 100% harder, but maybe like 50% harder, and you take that other 50% of energy that you have remaining and put that into actually getting better at the job, right? So getting, you know, better at the presentation, getting better at handling objection, getting uh, more, you know, getting better at talking to people over the phone, uh, getting better at creating unique sales propositions, getting better at customizing deals, getting better at asking questions all the skill sets of a, of, a, of a trained sales professional, 
you know, you could get to the point where you're closing six out of 10, seven out of 10. And, and when I was at my best, my peak, before I opened up my own office, I was closing probably about 75% of all the sales presentations that I was on. And, and that's, you know, that's a mixture between my skill set, but it's also a mixture between selling a, a really, really great product. Like the product does a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, but you know, uh, when, once you get really good at the skill set, so, you know, I bought sales books. I, you know, I watched numerous sales videos on YouTube. There's a lot of free content out there on how to get better. Um, but I also have purchased thousands of dollars worth of sales training. I've been to, you know, dozens of, of, of sale, like one day sales seminars, three days. I've, I've gone to Tony Robbins. I've, I've trained with Grant Cardone. I've, I've, bought Cardone University. Like I've done all of the things that, you know, highly successful people do. And, and not only that, I worked hard on my craft. So, you know, if you have a, a, especially a scripted sales presentation, memorize it, you know, get it to the point where you can, you know, say it like the back of your hand or, you know, you could be sleeping and I could dump a, a bucket of ice water on you and at two o'clock in the morning and I could wake up and say, you know, do, do you, you know, close me on your deal. And, and you know what I mean by like, I'm in the part of the close, like taking them from, you know, we're about to make a decision to actually making a decision. You know, can you do that like that? You know, you're never going to be great. Like if you have to think while you're on your presentation, then you're only taking away from the presentation. That's the way I look at it. You know, wow. Kobe Bryant doesn't think about making a three point shot. He just does it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you become great. So you know, thanks for giving advice uh, for people. You know, how they can start becoming a, a great. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like in sales, this is applicable to any type of business situation. You know, like any type of job that you're doing. You know, like if you want to get paid really well, which you know, uh, a lot of people want to do that, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Hopefully, right? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's your goal, right? So listen, sales, I know that, you know, I used to work in sales before and sales is, is a, such an important thing in life, right? Like everything in life is a sale, right? It doesn't matter. Everything. Like I married myself and I, and I had to close on my wife, right? Maybe yeah. somebody didn't have to, right? but every, everything in life is a sale. You have to negotiate and, and stuff like that. So, you know, but sales at the same time is, is a money driven thing right for for a lot of people so how money motivated are is you know yourself i would say that it ranks in in the top five of my like peak motivation factors right so you know number one is purely just intrinsic like i get i get a lot of of satisfaction knowing that i'm putting my best foot forward so you know it, that comes down to eq Right, knowing, all right, so how do I feel when I'm not working hard? How do I feel while I am working hard? And I know what I know what the difference feels like. Like typically if I'm if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling if I'm experiencing like a wave of depression or lack of motivation or anything like that, typically it's because I'm not doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. So there there draws out that intrinsic motivation. Second thing now and, and you're married I actually just recently recently got engaged. Uh, so now I have a family to build. Um, yes, you know, and, and did, you, did, you, did you propose, sorry, did you propose in London or it looked like London? Yeah, London. Yeah. yeah right on. Uh, if you've ever been Primrose Hill, beautiful, beautiful place. place right? Yeah. And, uh, I love London. Yeah. We can chat about that later though. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, it's definitely in my top five. I think about money. It, it, 
money allows me to live the life that I want to live. Money allows me to, uh, you know, go places and propose in London. You know, money allows me to do all these, uh, you know, travel. Like I was just in London for a week and I came back when right to Jamaica and, and, uh, you know, money allows me to do these things that, you know, and experience life in a way that, you know, I want to. So if I want all of those other things, like a nice car, nice apartment, nice house, nice everything, it's like, we got to make money to do that. So I understand how important money is. Uh, and I understand how important it is to, you know, actually spend money. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to get onto that topic. We can talk about that you know, a little bit later, but uh, I, money's very, very important to me. And uh, I don't mess around with it. You know, it's, it's something that I, I go out there. I'm, I'm hunting for money all the time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I, I didn't get this honest answer, you know, in, in a long time. Because when I, you know, because money is one of those topics that people don't want to talk about, right? There's, you know, some other topics yeah. like religion and stuff. That's why know. they don't make no money, man. They're exactly. afraid to talk about exactly. it. They're afraid of money. You know, you know, everybody's talking like, you know, I want to help people. Like, I'm here to provide the service and stuff. But nobody wants to tell, you know, I'm, I'm here to make money at the same time, right? Like, money is important to me, as you're saying, you know. I can travel places and I can experience things, you know. I can buy some great things for my uh, spouse, for my wife, for my, you know, for my kids, for... I just can have a better quality life, so so that's what the money is for. Is just the tool, right, to, to to live life to the fullest. So, again, talking about the money, you mentioned, you know, um, spending it. So maybe you can tell people some stories uh, of the best and the worst purchases that you made in, in a year so far. Sure. Well, I want to start off talking about how important it is to actually spend money, right? Yeah. So so, it's a lot of it plays into the subconscious. Right, because people are like, "Well, I'm afraid to spend money." And 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 if you're thinking about, you know, I want I have any cash on me, right? If you're thinking like, if you're thinking that this is scary, right? I got a hundred dollar bill on me right here. Right? If you think that this is scary, okay, I don't want to spend this. I need to hold on to this as much humanly possible. There's a huge subconscious aspect of that where you have this scarcity mindset, like I don't have enough. So what you're telling yourself is that you don't have enough money. Now, I'm not saying if you have $1,000, you go out and you spend $1,000. But, you know, even if you only have $1,000 in your bank account, like go out and eat at a diner or something. Because when you spend money, this is how capitalism works, right? When you spend money, you know, by going and paying 20 bucks at the diner, the diner makes more money. They pay their employees. So now their employees can eat and the person of the, of the diner, the owner of the diner can eat and can spend money. And then they go out and they buy things too and, and money needs to move in circulation you know if, if you're if we're not circulating money into the economy and everyone's just holding on to their money and they're not actually spending any of it then nobody makes any money and that's the reality of it and even if you're like well i don't know my own business you know i work for 20 dollars an hour it's like well the owner of the company who pays that salary of you you know like if you're spending money eventually it's going to make its way through through him and back to you so you know having the the you know, a very responsible habit of spending money is good. So I'm not afraid to spend money for things that I like, as long as I'm not putting, I'm not jeopardizing myself. Right. Um, best investment I ever made. Um, well, I'm a big experience guy. So, you know, and then we could just talk about, you know, what I just experienced with the engagement. I think that was the best investment I ever made was, was into my future wife, Katie and, and, you know, flying out to London with her to spend some time with her family. And of course, you know, the ring and all that other stuff. Like that was probably in a two week time frame the most amount of money I've ever spent. 
and you know i don't regret a single ounce of it you know because it's it, it's something that means the world to me and, and and she she is my rock so i don't mind buying her a nice rock you know what i mean um worst investment i ever made was probably when i purchased my first car uh i got like slammed on that jeep man i just had no idea how to negotiate it and i bought like a 2013 jeep wrangler for like way over what it was worth and like my monthly payment it just killed me so yeah. that was probably the worst investment i ever made if i could go back i probably would have never it, I, I would probably still bought a used car but i definitely wouldn't have gotten yeah uh, maybe, maybe maybe you, maybe you negotiated different right yeah well knowing what i know now about negotiation yeah, yeah. I would have I would have gotten a significantly better price. So probably you, you you've been selling him something, right? Who knows? Yeah, so, who knows, man. Yeah. Listen, you, you look like a man, you know, like every successful person that you guys see like on these interviews, you will have to understand like these all these people are a people of habits. And you know, how do you build a good habit? It's through daily routines, doing something daily. So can you talk about Brian something that you do every every day, some daily routines that you implement in your life? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I believe in a keystone habit. So I don't know about you and, and this is just kind of how I guess maybe my brain operates or how, you know, whatever. I, I believe that there is one habit that if you just do this, you can typically set yourself up to do everything else right. Uh, and that's just waking up at the same time every day. I'm not a huge believer at the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Uh, one, because I fucking hate waking up before six o'clock in the morning. I just hate it. I tried it. I've never been able to do it for more than a month. Six o'clock though, like six, 6.15, I can nail that down every day for months in a, in a row. So that's what works for me. If you're the type of person who can wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m., you know, you wanna Mark Wahlberg it and wake up at 3.30 and work out by four, that's amazing. But I think that waking up at the same time every day is vitally important, you know, and, uh, and making sure that you're doing things to prime yourself. So the first 30 minutes of waking up, I, I believe that's just one consistent habit. So from six to 6.30, the first thing I do is, is I get up and I go and I drink two glasses of water. So at least 20 ounces of water within the first five minutes of being awake, right? So water, you know, it has electrolytes in it. So it, it's, it, it's gonna turn everything on, right? And then uh, I make sure uh, to get some sunlight. So I live in the Northeast region right now. We're in the winter. So six o'clock in the morning is pitch blackout. So I don't have sunlight, but I turn on lights. I just try to get my life to be bright. Uh, and then the next thing I do is I, I try to do some form of exercise. Um, and I, by the way, I go to the gym and then my 45 minutes of the gym is like when I work out really hard, but I try to move my body uh, in, you know, whether it's just some light stretching, a few body squats, I might do maybe 10 push-ups, just something to get the heart rate going and kind of wake the body up. So, you know, I typically find that before my mind can really get going and I can start thinking about like, all right, I got to answer some emails. I got to, I got to write down my goals. I got to do all that stuff. That takes a lot of mental energy. I, I can turn my mind on by turning on my body. And, and for me, it's a lot easier to do 10 push-ups than it is to sit down and write and think of five things that I'm grateful for. But if I do the push-ups first, then do the five things I'm grateful for, then I can rock and roll and I can really kind of dive in and think more clearly. And then I eat a very, I eat like a very light breakfast. I don't eat, uh, you know, any like sort of breads or heavy fruits or I don't eat a heavy breakfast. It's like 
three eggs and maybe half an avocado, something light. Uh, and then I knock out a few things like, you know, emails and things like that. And then I, I make my way over to the gym. You know, that's like my first major activity of the day. Cause I operate so much better in my office where I'm sitting a lot. I'm kind of just in meetings. I'm on the phone a lot, I'm not really moving. I try to get all my movement out of the way first. And then, you know, I'm in the office by nine and, and we're, we're moving and grooving. Okay, nice. Can you talk about something, you know, uh, how do you plan your day? Do you plan it before the day starts or you do it in the morning? Which, which way is the best for you? Yeah, so I do, uh, I have uh, a two hour weekly planning session every Sunday. I do it every Sunday night. So I'm a night owl. This is why I think I hate waking up at four o'clock. And my brain just, you know, my brain, get, I feel like I get lit on fire at like 8 p.m. It's like my brain just starts going. And uh, so, you know, my, my girlfriend is, uh, or my fiance now, she's a school teacher. So she has to be up early. She has very long days. So she goes to bed nice and early, right? So she's in bed like eight, nine o'clock. I usually stay up an extra half an hour, uh, hour at past. I'm usually in bed by 10, 30, 11. So I'll use that, that time where she's already in bed, especially on Sundays to plan. And I'll go into my week. And I'll, I use iCalendar. I think it's great. It's right here on my MacBook. I don't have to download anything. It goes right to my iPhone. Uh, and I, I put in all my major chunks, you know, my, my big things that I have to do, my non-negotiables. I plan in gym, gym time. I plan in, you know, creative thinking space. It's one of, it's one of my more recent things that I just started putting in is on, on uh, Wednesday afternoons for two hours. I literally like have nothing planned so I can just think and get creative about new ideas on how I can move my business forward. And, and, uh, you know, so I do all the major planning and then every night what I do is I look at the next day and I think about the five most important things I need to get done. And then I categorize them in terms of like, all right, are there any time sensitive things that need to happen first? So the, the, the idea of urgency versus important. So it might be really important to get done tomorrow, but it's not, something that needs to get done by 10 a.m. So I'm going to get the urgent thing done that needs to get done by 10 a.m. And then I'll do the important thing at 10 a.m. So it's, it's knowing, you know, time frequency and everything like that. So I just focus on completing, can I, can I get five major things done each day that can move me forward? And I do that uh, because if I do five, you know, major productivity ideas or something like that, like actions towards moving my business forward we compound that over the course of a week i work six days a week so that's 30 compounded actions each week 50 weeks out of the year with a two-week vacation you know we're talking that's 150 actions a year and and i do that while having a life you know I, my business is not my life my business is what allows me to have a life so those people who are like grind and hustle till midnight seven days a week it's like that's nice you know, and, and, and you can do that for, for a little while. I, I did that my first full year in business. It was like seven days a week, 15 hour days. And, and then I got fat and I was pretty unhappy and uh, I didn't have a social life. I didn't have any, you know, really, I, I was losing touch with my friends and have a girlfriend. I didn't have a freaking life. So I, I, I scaled back a little bit and I'm actually making more money now and I'm much happier and I have a significant, you know, social life. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. So that each thanks, day. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. All the, sorry. All this grinding thing, you know, it's, it's, it's just a social thing. It looks good on a quote. I mean, but in real life, it doesn't work like that. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you know, as, as Brian just said, you know, just, you just become more unhappy about your situation. You just grind yourself down to the, 
to the point when you're like, uh, like I don't want to do anything of it, right? You still have to be experienced in life, as Brian said, you know, and, and still be happy and still making money at the same time and still have the, the balance of, of these things. So, you know, by grinding, it's, it's hard to achieve that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and don't get me wrong. You know, if, if somebody wants to run with me for 10 hours a day, like I, I work my ass off 10 hours a day. Yeah. And if I do that for, for six days a week, that's great. I get my one full day off, you know, Sundays, and I'm sitting here kind of working even on a Sunday, but this is more enjoyment than work anyway. So, you know, and it allows me to have a life and, and you're, you know, you're right. It's like, you know, why make all the money in the world if you can't actually spend it? Because you're not doing anything other than making money. Exactly, exactly. You know, I want to I wanna touch one point. We, um, we connected on, on Instagram, right? And it was like, Let's make yeah. this happen. I'm really digging the elite student marketing agency and I want to people know more about it, you know, and what, what do you do? But, you know, what, what I want to say is basically we connected on, on a social platform, right? And we have all these other social platforms like Twitter, you know, uh, Snapchat, like Facebook, YouTube, like people seeing us right now, you know, and all of these platforms are available for us for free. So can you talk about the importance of promoting yourself on, on all these platforms and how important is that for you? Yeah, so I do, um, I utilize social media more of like about me as a person rather than my business. Um, I don't really have, I don't necessarily leverage, we, we do leverage Facebook a lot for, you know, recruiting and finding people and, um, you know, but I think it's just important that you're putting yourself out there and uh, you're, you're, you're just talking about the, the things that are happening in your life. I don't. To be honest with you, man, I'm not a big social media guy, you know, and, and I don't necessarily, a lot of my, um, I'm much more like direct mail, direct response. I'm not, I don't really generate too many leads through social media. I would say it's a huge area of opportunity for me. Um, but just to be fully authentic with you, man, I, I think that if people have a social media, they, they could use it for business. Uh, I don't really have tips on that. You know, it's not, I'm much more like direct mail, direct response. You know, I use text message marketing, email marketing, things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, much more like gorilla. Like we saw, I saw hand out flyers and stuff, man. Like we get it done like old school in my business, and and old and school, old school, old school will ever work. I mean, you know, like I always talk with the people, and the the, the question that follows after people give me this uh, this lecture of ten minutes, why why people should use social channels? And I mean, I'm using all the flat platforms and I'm, and I'm trying to bang them right like you know see where, where the clients are where, where the people that I connect with are you know and how I can spread my message you know to the people in a right way and where are these different platforms working differently and stuff but people give me like you know 10 minutes like oh man everybody should do that because of like x reasons and at the end I was like okay you know but let's just think for a second if all these platforms are gonna go away what's gonna happen and people, I mean, the, the fact yeah. is that sometimes people relate uh, to the platforms too much. They become like dependent on the platforms, social platforms too much. And I mean, if one day gonna Facebook gonna go like, it's gonna shut down for a couple hours and all, all, all you do is getting, you know, the customers to Facebook or something, you know. I mean, I mean it's, it's not gonna happen maybe, but you know, you still need some valuable skills that, you know, as, as a sales, you know, picking up the phone and calling people. I mean, yeah. somebody can take away some hacker can, can go in in that Facebook and, and, and just hack it and stop it, right? But nobody can hack you unless, you know, you have a big enough problems in life, they're gonna stop you or something, you know? But people need some valuable skills 
So that's why I'm saying, you know, like it, it, investing in yourself, learning some good skills, like picking up the phone or, you know, selling is, is a very good skill. So, you know, there's a lot of people at the same time who want to start the business. And there's, you probably see a lot of people starting the businesses, you know, cause it's a good time, you know, the internet is here, the social channels are here. So in advice of people, uh, you know, starting a, a business. Yeah. Um, well, first thing first, find somebody who has exactly what you want and who has done everything that you're about to do. Uh, you know, don't try, don't try to do it alone. I, I, I'm a huge proponent of investing. Like I spent just, you know, just last year, I spent over $20,000 on coaching and I'm, you know, and, and that's, it's been life changing for me. And I only coach with people who are just farther down the road than I am. It's a, like same road. Like I'm not, I don't do life coaching. I don't do any of that shit. I think that if I want to go and if I'm on, you know, if I'm on, on, on this road, I want to find someone who's six or seven miles already down this road. I don't, you know, I don't need any help from, you know, the guy who's driving on a different road than I am. So the, the reality is, is, is it's worth the money. You know, if you have the money to start the business, um, then, you know, if you have the money for coaching, do it. If you need to make the money, um, then you're absolutely right. But when you said that before, pick up the freaking phone. You know, if you're if you're the only one in your business right now and you're a solopreneur and you're just trying to get everything going, you need to be an all out massive action at least five days a week where, you know, you're calling every single lead humanly possible. If you're in a marketing agency, uh, you need to be if, if you're going to be marketing, I don't know, for for doctors. You need to call every doctor in a 25 square mile radius of you in the next two weeks and just get it done. And, and you just, at that point, you just need to be playing the numbers, right? Messaging them on LinkedIn, messaging them on Instagram, trying to find out their emails, calling their offices. Don't be afraid to walk in. So I do partnership with I do partnerships with colleges and uh, it took me a year and a half to get a partnership with the local community college over here to like, help me, you know, like recruit their college kids and, and hire their college kids because we were a new company. I was a new face and, you know, colleges these days are really sensitive. So they don't just like let, you know, they don't want their kids working anywhere that they, they're very particular about who they allow to be promoted on campus. And it took me a year and a half. And I said, I mean, I, I walked in to their career services department probably once every two or three months. And, and I've, I've dropped off gifts. I've sent in cards. I've sent emails. I've made phone calls. I've done everything you can imagine under the sun and it took a year and a half to get that partnership. Right. And I had to find creative ways to, to, to hire salespeople other than that and, and grow my organization. And, and I do have multiple sources of where I find, you know, my salespeople and my recruits, which ultimately drives my business. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's, it's just all about, you know, if you have a hundred numbers, like you need to call all hundred people like every day, like, you're not going to succeed making five, six, 10, 20 phone calls a day. You know, it's, it, you have to be actively out there and engaged into the marketplace. So, you know, honestly, it's like, you know, find a convention, you know, go to your local business, uh, uh, what is it? Business commerce or something like that. Uh, find a BNI, just start networking, just talk to anybody and everybody and, uh, you know, see what you can do there and uh, track your, it, it, and also one last thing, something I didn't do for my first two years of running my business is like track what you actually do, right? Okay. Track your numbers. So if you make a hundred phone calls, you got to know what happens after you make a hundred phone calls. 
right? If you make a hundred phone calls and you find 10 prospects and you get five meetings, it's like, cool, get another hundred phone calls in the next day, you can get another five meetings. Right. Mm, so I, okay. when I, when I was starting my business, all I cared about was top line, right? How many, how many, how many people do I have walking through my door? How many appointments do I have? That's it. And then track, you know, knowing your numbers, it's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not do it just for sake of doing, you know, like there's a lot of people that's coming back to the, you know, um, grinding and doing all these, you know, hard actions. Yeah. Basically. Meeting 100 people like a day, but okay, what's the, what's the bottom line? I mean, how many people did you sign up? I mean, are you just meeting those people just to tell, you know, your, your colleagues and your boss that you, you know, I met 100 people. But I mean, there is no end result at the end of the day. So, you know, don't do the work just for sake of doing the work. You know, and I think that's what you see. Yeah. And, and tracking the numbers, becoming better, investing in yourself, you know, because that's, you see guys, Brian is, is doing exactly, you know, like he find the niche, he, he, he became great at sales, but at the same time, he's spending 20 grand. Is that what you spent it last year, 20 grand? Yeah, 2018, yeah. And so, you know, people not willing to buy a book for $8 or $10, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody put in 50 years of experience. Failures and buy the path to the success and, you know, don't do the mistakes by yourself, but people not willing to do those investments. You did 20 grand. That just freaking blows my mind, and, and it's so impressive. You know, I think it should encourage people to do more, more of that. So, you know, you spoke about being a solopreneur. You know, like a lot of people are solopreneurs, and they're proud of that. You know, I don't think it's a real business. You know, I just posted on Facebook. I said, if you're, you know, if you're if you're working for yourself by yourself, don't call yourself a boss or entrepreneur. Just call yourself a self-employed, right? Because that's what you are. So, you, you know. Uh, can you just tell people that you're coming from elite student marketing agency, right? And it sounds like it, it's a team of people involved into this, right? So can you just tell uh, audience how important it is to be surrounded by good people? Yeah, so my team is everything. Yeah. And I love the people that I work with. And it took me a little while to find great people. Um, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't like I, I opened up my doors and, you know, I, I have a, a young lady on the team. Her name's Alexa. It's not like Alexa just showed up. Alexa showed up almost three years into me organizing my business. And she is by far one of the best people I've ever had a chance to work with. And she is a huge catalyst on my team. It took me three years to find her. And and I've hunt, I've hired dozens of people uh, in, into her position. And just, you know, there's natural turnover. Uh, but a team is everything. Because at the end of the day, the reason why I can work 10 hours a day, six days a week, and actually make more money now than when I was working 15 hours a day, seven days a week, is because I have a team. It's because I have, you know, they, they're multiplying my efforts. They're multiplying what I do on a weekly basis. So you'll never get to the point where you can, where you can complete, you know, a thousand hours worth of, of business in a week if you don't have a team of people around you. You can never, you can only work so hard. If you're not multiplying your efforts, then you're just costing yourself money. You're costing other people money who would be happy to be employed by you. And the thing is, I think one of the major holdbacks for most people when it comes to starting their own business is they say, well, I don't like to do certain aspects of my business. I don't think anybody loves to do 100% of the things that are involved in running a business. If anybody says that they're lying out of their ass. 
okay? There is no one in the world who like loves paperwork, but also loves sales. It just doesn't exist. So if you have things in your business that you have to do that you don't enjoy doing, there is somebody out there who loves to do those things. Okay, I had a young lady, her name is Zoe, and I hate filing paperwork, keeping things organized, processing things online, more like office administrative work. It's like my least favorite thing on the planet. Zoe Cohen, over the moon about it. That's like all she could talk. I mean, she asked me, she was like, hey, can I reorganize this closet that has all this paperwork in there? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, if you do a really good job, I might even throw you a bonus. And she was like, over the moon. And she like loved every aspect of it. And now my, my office is now one of the most clean and organized things she lives for. It. She, she like gets excited about it and I, I can't stand it. So, you know, that's me giving permission to the young lady or the young man who feels like they need to have complete control over everything into hiring somebody else and, and, and allowing them to, to do things that you don't want to do. But teams are, team is everything. Love that. You know, I have, I love the people that, that, that work for me. I, I love my team. They're, they're an amazing group of young people. And the cool part is their average age is like 21 and they're probably some of those productive and efficient, you know, college students that you've ever met and you've ever seen. Like they could probably run with some of these like professional teams out there. Cause the energy is there, you know, energy is yeah. very hard. They're young, they're motivated, they're driven, you know, and they have the vehicle, you know, you, you, you know, you provide them the vehicle to be in, right? So those people, you know, that's why that's why they're happy because they feel that they are in the right place. And I see that you love to work with them. You know, I can see that in your face, you know, it shows up, you know, you know, so exactly. That's the point, guys. You know, like you cannot accomplish everything by yourself, you know, no great things like people, you know, giving those examples, you know, like, oh, look, but, you know, uh, Google was founded in, in a garage, like Facebook was founded in the, in the dorm, like uh, Apple was founded in a garage, like, but look, guys, these companies became Apple, Google and Facebook that we know them today, you know, when they moved to the Silicon Valley, when they grow these, you know, businesses, they employed all those people, they leveraged, uh, you know, all, all that they wanted to do with those people, they exchanged the time for the money, right? So just get a bunch of, you know, great people. Of course, you have to scale to the point where you the people, but at the end, don't be selfish, you know, because you see a lot of people traveling, you know, private and going private, you know, and instead of spending that 10 or 20 grand for one trip, you know, employing a person, you know, and, and growing his business. So, you know, I'm so grateful that you said that, you know. So can you just talk about the Elite Student Marketing Agency, how people can uh, find them, how they can connect with them, how they can connect with you, and what's, what's the way of doing that on a social, social media level? Yeah, so like I said before, I'm not really that, that big on, on social media. In fact, I think the last time I posted on our company's Instagram was like eight months ago. Uh, so it's, uh, it's Elite Student Marketing on Instagram. You'd be better off just connecting with me, Brian Scuderi. Uh, it's B-R-Y-A-N, S is in Saturn, C is in cat, U, D is in dog, I, E is in elephant, R is in rattlesnake, E is in elephant. That's on my Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, if they want to purchase any of our products or, or you know, if they're a college student in, in the New York area, I manage all of greater New York right now. So feel free to, to, to reach out if you want to come learn and you want to come work with us, then uh, that's always an opportunity as well. And uh, anybody who owns Cutco, if, 
if, if they need, whether it's they're not sharpened or they need some new stuff, they can feel free to hit me up and I'll give them a great deal. Love that, man. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. You know, all the links, guys, you're going to find down below so we can go and check it out and definitely contact with Brian, you know, like, uh, you know, you provided so much value for the, for the people, you, you know, people can sense the generosity, you know, and you, they can sense your uh, being, you know, real, showing up real who you are, you know, and just uh, with this elite student marketing, you know, the, the things that you're doing is, is just awesome, you know, and I'm, I'm inspired by it. And that's why that's why we're talking, you know, today. So, you know, anyway, so thanks for uh, Brian for giving your time today. I know how precious it is for you. You know, I'm going to uh, let you go for now, but I really appreciate the time the effort and everything that you're doing, you know, for all these people, uh, you know, I, I would be, you know, happy one day coming into States because that's one of my dreams coming into States and, and seeing, you know, the, the company that you're in, you know, just growing to the levels uh, that you want to grow, you know, seeing all over the place and, you know, and seeing yourself in a better position, you know, because I, I see, you know, how much you invest in yourself and, you know, bringing your own potential to the to the plate, you know, and it's just awesome. It's, it's an inspiring thing. So thank you for that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, man. Okay. But next time you're in, uh, next time you're in the New York area, let me know. For sure, man. I have to, I have to. Okay. So thanks, guys, for watching. That was uh, a money show with Brian Scuderi. Uh, please contact Brian for uh, for everything that he does for Elite Student Marketing Agency. So thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Don't say goodbye, no.